comic book pit. Okay. back. This is Comic Book Pit episode 293. I'm Dan, and on the couch, we've got Sean Atkins and uh, our friend Jeremiah Ian. Hello. Who's, uh, Hello. who's a guest this week. Yep. Super excited to, uh, to have you here. Super excited to be here again uh, 10 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> Still here. So this is our... Uh, our discussion episode. If you're if you're a new new to the show or a new listener, um, we usually break up our our episodes. Uh, we do one episode that's a more of just a straightforward uh, comic book review and discussion show, and then this is our just kind of our casual conversation show. We just you know pick some topics of uh, conversation relating to comics and uh, just bat them around. Like a like a kitty with a ball of yarn, <laughs> just but just not as cute. So, um, unless you're watching the live feed, in which case I'm sure you're also just doing like the full ah thing. Yeah, is. that's right. We're yeah. so we're totes adorbs. Totes adorbs. <laughs> Hashtag totes adorbs. Um, so uh, s- some recent um, news that uh, happened just uh, just the in the past week or so. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, some some sad cancellations from Netflix. We've got uh, yeah, we lost yeah. Um, Iron Fist and Luke Cage. I mean, like I feel like when when they announced Iron Fist, eh, was yeah, it was like, like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, no one was yeah. like really <laughs> shocked. I mean, Iron Fist season two definitely was an improvement over season one, but still, I feel like it was Iron Fist is still like the least perf- like. Least performing. Right. It was enough that like it burned people enough, and they didn't really um, give you that kind of like story thing to at least make like repeat viewers out of the few people that still stayed around for yeah. season one. Uh, I didn't even get to finish the first season because it kind of like eventually became a bit of well, you know, there's only so many hours in the day, and you don't want to spend so much like kind of like yeah slogging through like I'm sure this goes somewhere. It was a bit of a chore. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was definitely. Um, hard to watch it was a, a um, it, that's the best way to put it. it was a chore to get to d- the defender so you knew what was going on when you got yeah. there but um i actually i uh, I, I recently rewatched defenders and it was uh i i liked it i liked it yeah. more than i did the i think the first time i watched it um it was it was a very they, they did a better job with with danny in defenders than they did with with him in his own show but um, season two, like I said, was still pretty decent. Um, I'm sorry, Sean. What were you gonna? I was gonna say I, I didn't even. I'm kind of with you with Iron Fist because it was just uh-huh. a chore, like just chore. So I actually stopped after like, I don't know, episode four, and I just. So that was roughly it. where I was at too. I was like, I think I was like halfway through uh, 
episode five and I got up to like microwave something and I got distracted by Twitter and I just didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's what it always happened. I was like on my phone. I'm like, oh, I guess there's some TV show. Yeah, mm, Facebook. Yeah, um, which I wonder if because since we have both those cancellations, we have Disney uh, wanting to come out with their uh, competing streaming service. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're right. Like he, Danny worked pretty well on the Defenders. Um, but that might be something to where it's like, well, even in the comics, he seemed to like really work when he like was kind of like almost like buddied up. I mean, literally, yeah. that's what Heroes for Hire is. Right. And now we're kind of posed to both of our solo series have kind of gone by the wayside. I'd be curious to see if, because um, I know Disney was even interested in continuing Agent Carter or doing stuff like that. It's just usually the network, like a different network that mm-hmm. has to put the stamp on it if they're going to be doing their own um independent series would you guys like to see a heroes for hire series oh absolutely definitely um one of my i watched uh you know luke cage season two which was very enjoyable but my absolute hands-down favorite episode of that season of season two was when uh when Iron Fist showed up, and they had like just one episode. Oh, I haven't gone through season two yet, but was that them, sounds yeah. great. Was them season teaming up? Great. Sweet. Yeah, and they they team up for for one episode of, in season two, and it was the best. And it was like when you're watching this, and you're like, "This is what Heroes for Hire could be." Yeah, like it was. Right? Would you Would you agree with that, mm-hmm. Sean? Yes, I totally agree. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, similar to, um, in the second season of Iron Fist, when there was the one episode where it was just. Colleen Wing and Misty Knight, like on it, like teaming up for an episode, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh my god, this is what Daughters of the Dragon could be. This could be a really oh, cool. good show. Um, now, whether or not they will both, they would both get separate series, or if they would just combine all four characters into one kind of like umbrella, like Heroes for Hire type of series, you know, remains to be seen. Or you know, if they even were to decide, I mean. The you know obviously the 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 popular theory is oh they're canceling these shows because, so they can be free to do a Heroes for Hire uh, like on series on yeah. their on on their own streaming service in a in a year or two um, but, but I mean they're not going to confirm anything for a long time if they do do that and I would hope that they would um, I'd really love to see a stylistic change because i think the only problems that like i really can have with those greater series um especially with iron fist uh particularly was this kind of muted realism that uh that they were doing with the netflix series that's something that works really well for daredevil and of course even in the comics that worked really well when it was bendez writing and it was essentially just like um essentially him sitting you down and be like listen this is just a dude um in a in a costume with pretty much zero powers with real things happening around him. That's fine. But like it, uh, to me, we discussed in the first episode that we just did, um, that idea of pulp, like that Mm -hmm. kind of like almost folk hero notion. And, uh, that's where Luke Cage and, uh, Iron Fist was like born out of, uh, the heroes for hire, that kind of, um, you know, city protector kind of like you can almost hear like the Lalo Schifrin mm-hmm. jazz music kind of like happening mm-hmm. in each panel, um, and it would be kind of cool to to have like that little bit of that 
throwback feeling. Like uh, I'm, I'll still mourn to this day that uh, Joe Carnahan never got to make that uh, '70s Daredevil movie that he was threatening everybody with. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but like, if it was like that kind of, um, like a little bit of like that kind of, you know, two guys who ultimately, even if they weren't going around solving people's problems and working together that they would still kind of be somewhat enjoying each other's company. Like there's, there's a kind of like, um, joy and yeah, we're making our neighborhood a better place and hanging out. That would be, uh, that would be a feeling I'd really like to see, um, in like a heroes for hire, like a, a, a kind of like almost like pulpy, like, you know, Hey man, high five, like not necessarily that to that extent right. to where like, you know, it's winking at the camera all the time, but that kind of like, um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's there would be a fun kind of feel for that. Yeah, I just hope that they, I don't know, tie up the loose ends from uh, Luke Cage because I was just sucked in as like season yeah. two and it's just oh like, yeah, I I had a feeling they're definitely going to do season three. Like mm-hmm. Luke Cage has been pretty rock solid as a series, and then all of a sudden that you know yeah the way they ended canceled. it was very very vague. Like yeah, they 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 let you know they they set Luke Cage on a on a path, like mm-hmm. a, a new direction. Uh yeah, and it's something that people want to see. And not only that, I mean, maybe while not as popular, um, they ended Iron Fist on kind of a um not really a cliffhanger, but like, okay, now with a know, kind of like and here's where we are now. Yeah. yeah. It, they they did a time jump and they, they showed you where, you know, Danny was and what he was doing and you're like, Whoa, how you know, now what? What's gonna and then they ended so it and that could be a really awesome place to both of those places could be a really awesome place to pick up uh mm-hmm. a a Heroes for Hire series. Yeah. Like with like the you could um with a good writer find a way to kind of satisfy the itches of both of those um series in a way that like works for both of them as mm-hmm. people that yeah. could be really cool well well, yeah. they, well well they were able I, I feel like they they did that with the defenders because not only did they use the defenders to bring you know daredevil luke cage jessica jones and Iron yeah but it was together, furthering their but they were story they yeah were, they, they were tying up the the hand storyline that got started in daredevil and um continued a little in iron fist because you know both iron fist and daredevil you know, had a, you know, they they were deeply entrenched in what was going on with the hand, and Luke and Jessica were more along, this is more or less long for the ride. Yeah, like they mm-hmm. they 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 had a couple of, you know, they they each had a a thread to this particular story, but uh, like I said, like Daredevil and Iron Fist, like they were the strongest, um, but they used Defenders to tie all that up. Right, and yeah, they could definitely do the same thing if they, you know, if they did a Heroes for Hire series. They could, you know, tie up. They could or resolve the uh, storylines for both Luke and Danny. So that would be the hope. Yeah, fingers crossed on that one. I would, I, I would really hate to see um, those actors not play those characters. No, because they're good. I mean. Uh, as as yeah. I'll frequently say to Casey, anytime that um, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of bad movies, but um, it's really frustrating to uh, like one of my catchphrases to her will be, 
Oh, that movie wasn't that actor's fault, or that uh, <laughs> that that series. Like, oh idea. man, that's that's uh, that wasn't um, like what happened here wasn't your fault. You're absolutely putting your all into this. Mm-hmm. Um, you you clearly are. Um, like, uh, I I just told you guys I saw the Venom movie, and that was one that like I left. And uh, one of the conversations we had on the way back was like, oh, that movie wasn't Tom Hardy's fault. Like, he's <laughs> he's absolutely giving everything that he can. Um, it's it's him uh, up against, like, he's he's playing both Eddie Brock and he's also, like, through a grovelly voice playing uh, the Venom symbiote. Yeah. And so you leave with, like, well, that was the best romantic comedy of, like, 2018. <laughs> and it was just him off of his own self. So this movie isn't his fault. Everything else around it... Um, including uh, like very slight spoiler, a- including um, Woody Harrelson's sideshow Bob Wig. Uh, <laughs> like it's uh, you, you. It's really frustrating to have like these kind of like larger mechanisms uh, and studio things in place to really mess up what at its basic core is like. Oh no, this person's really really trying to to give it their all and they're absolutely they're being handed this script that like might not necessarily be their first choice but they'll go all right yeah 100 percent. like this is i'm i'm here to make the audience believe that what's coming out of my mouth or what i'm doing um makes sense for this and uh and you can and you walk away with that sense even though um, Luke Cage in the series wasn't the exact Luke Cage that uh, was in the comics or whatever would sometimes like be like a bit more stoic or like mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. things like that. You go in and you um, you come out like even even just at the end of those couple of episodes or the one episode that he was in Jessica Jones going oh no Mike Coulter's Luke Cage like he's he's absolutely he's doing it mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's it would be a shame to see that kind of uh taken out um by way of i don't know ben affleck batman uh if if we're going <laughs> to mumble under a breath but yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i i completely agree and hopefully like i said hopefully they um you know find a home for those guys because i think they're you know they're kind of fan favorites you know, but mm-hmm. like the characters and the the actors, and I mean, you know, p- people can say what they want about uh, what's his name, Finn Jones. Yeah, Danny, you know, Danny Rand. I like him. I I think he's doing a, a pretty good job as the Iron Fist. Well, even yeah. my friends who did not like that uh, that solo series really uh, really fell for him as like a, Oh no, like I watched the defenders. This is what this character should be. Like yeah. this guy's good. It's just, again, this, this just isn't his fault. No, it wasn't. And, and, and he was way better in the defenders, uh, both as from his, his characterization. And I think from, you know, I, I think that Finn Jones got more comfortable in the role as mm-hmm. Danny Rand. Um, he was he was a lot more fun in that series, or it's almost like you could tell he was having fun doing you know being Iron Fist and and being part of this ensemble and being part of this story. 
Well, that could be it just right there. I mean, it's hard to be a lead. I mean, to actually mm-hmm. be, to carry a show. Like, you're an unknown. You're coming in and you're playing an established character that people are coming in already with folded arms to to watch you do. Um, it could even just be that, not only just from like a writing standpoint, uh, standpoint there was a bit of a difference, but just the comfortability of like, Oh, I I feel free, more free to make decisions for this character or how I'm doing this because uh, I'm not being watched with such scrutiny, mm-hmm. which uh, again could potentially be solved by a Heroes for Hire series. Uh, checks in the mail, Disney. If you want to give me a, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to just give me even a thumbs up on Twitter or. <laughs> nice. I yeah I I definitely wouldn't mind seeing a Heroes for Hire. Just I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I would really be? like my Luke Cage. So no, he's wonderful. No, like, I meant just like the series. I, oh, the 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 series as a whole is wonderful too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And instead, we should do a Moon Knight series if we can also oh like hit me up I Netflix. Love, <laughs> I would love a Moon Knight series. Like that's my guy uh. right there. Yeah. So um. So now that we're we're pretty much you know. Deny it as much as we'd like. We're we're in fall now. Yeah. You know? um, but the good thing is that means uh, you know fall TV is back. Um, do you guys watch any any uh, any of the uh, you know comic book or superhero TV shows? I still have to finish this past series of The Flash, which I heard uh, like ends pretty well, and I've heard the current season of it is actually pretty decent. Um, I, uh, I just haven't quite had the time to, like, the, the thing that's really bumming me out is I ended up, like, um, dropping out right, literally the episode right before the, uh, the four, the, the three, four show, uh, crossover with, uh, 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 is it Earth, um, Oh, Earth X? Yeah, Earth X, which I've heard nothing but great things about, and I have the (laughs) list of, like, the order you're supposed to watch those episodes, and I just haven't, like had the time to sit down to do that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, I've been terrified of like, even uh, as much as like looking at episode titles <laughs> for any, for any of the new stuff that's been coming up. Uh, but, but is it good? What are you, what are you watching? What are you guys um, watching? Well, first just to, just to, uh, um, you know, calm your fears a little. Uh-huh. Um, I really don't think that the ramifications of earth X filtered into you know it was almost like a pretty much like a standalone right story you know there wasn't really there was one major thing that happened um to a character and it was on i don't know if you watch legends of tomorrow i peruse okay. legends of tomorrow. so it was it was a character from that show so that, that that's all i'm gonna say gotcha um i watch all the cw shows uh except for uh the comic book based ones, except for Riverdale and iZombie. So I watch Arrow, Flash, um, Supergirl, and Black Lightning. See, I actually and, really like and Legends. I did really like that first uh, season of Riverdale. Um, it's as as much as like I mean I, I'm sure I'm not the target demographic, but uh, as far as someone who enjoys things, are essentially just like. Um, diet Twin Peaks. Uh, 
uh, with none of like the real kind of like um, uh, uh, um, um, like strength or like emotional fortitude to go really weird with it. Um, it was it was comfy, uh, but I haven't necessarily heard anything about season two that's kind of like made me super i mean it, it ended on a cliffhanger so of course i'd like to continue that series because like just have that resolve mm-hmm. um but i haven't really heard anything that like sounds like much watch tv but i'm very curious about this uh the sabrina series that they're going to be doing um mm-hmm. if anything just because that um that comic series uh, that they were doing uh, is Chilling Adventures, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, that was fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, that would be cool to kind of like see uh, again, because I kind of I kind of err towards like that pulpy kind of like feel for that sort of thing. Um, and it's it's a bit it's fun whenever they're they're able to like uh, kind of like let their hair out, like not have to like do like the oh well, kids love the angst. Uh, you can yeah. still do like spooky and weird, um, and, uh, still be charming, uh, because everyone walked away with the wrong lessons from Buffy, the vampire slayer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. The, um, the, the trailers for the, uh, the Sabrina Netflix show look like a lot of fun. Like they're, they've got the, the right mix of, uh, horror and campy and mm-hmm. humor. Campy. That's the and word. Um, and I, I'm, I'm really excited for who they got to play Sabrina. I'm blanking on her name, but she played, uh, John, uh, John Hamm's daughter in Mad Men. Um, yeah. Uh, Sally, she was Sally Draper and. No, I like her. She's, she's fun and things. Yeah. Yeah. So it just looks like it's going to be a fun, a fun series. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's one I'll definitely check out as far as. Um, other shows, so I'm I'm catching up with some things that I I let slide. Uh, Agents of Shield, which I believe now is not coming back until 2019. Really? I think I think it's going to be kind of like a like a winter replacement. Okay. And oh wow. And I feel, I'm not sure if if it was confirmed or if it's just something I heard, but I think it's going to be this might be its last. Do you think that season, uh, what happened? <laughs> oh good. Do you think that what happened was that Infinity War came out and because of the crossover in that universe, Thanos snapped and uh, half of that season's plans <laughs> 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 everyone just disappeared. Like oh wow the scripts it just turned to ash in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> well you know the, and, and and the funny thing <laughs> about that is I I, th- I think the you know, one big problem with that show from the beginning is that it's always been um, a slave to the movies. Right. Where like they could never, just they could never break out and do their own thing because they were always under the uh, the shadow of the Avengers movies and the Captain America movies and Iron Man and you know it's like yeah they would have these cool tie-ins to the movies and oh that's cool uh, Lady Sif showed up for one episode yeah and but it was always but whenever they did that, it was fun. But at the but at the end of the episode, it kind of made me sad because I would think, you know, you would like think, you can't be really like, full ramifications because yeah. uh, it would have to be addressed in the movies, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. or or they would do something great in one episode, and you would think, this is what the show could be mm-hmm. if they really wanted it to be, and and again, they they've got this universe of thousands of characters, and they still can't give us something 
That's know. what's so interesting about the difference between that one, like between the the ABC um, kind of mentality, and then also the Netflix stuff, is because this is we're being told that this is all taking place in the same universe, of course. Right. And uh, so you end up with Agents of Shield, which is um, so absolutely married into the uh, like. There's a mandate of like, okay, you have to follow kind of what's going on in this greater Marvel universe, but not stir the water so much to where we have to like address it, um, in the movies. And, uh, and then you have like the Netflix series that, um, essentially can do whatever it wants and is trying so hard to like, no, 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 we want this cross, uh, the, this crossover. Vincent D'Onofrio is like obsessed with being in a Spider-Man movie. And I'd love to see that. And um, it would be, really no, it would be super good, oh, even if it's just amazing. just do a cold open where it's just fourteen year old Peter Parker like doing the um, the Michael Bendez like uh, notepad. You are so fat that when you <laughs> when I you cut yourself shaving, marshmallow fluff comes out like <laughs> joke. Um, just just do that for a cold open, and then do the rest of the movie as like I don't know. Um, here's here's. Uh, um, Oscar Isaac and he's wearing sideburns as Craven the Hunter. Whatever it is you're going to do with that movie, just it, it, you, it would be really easy. That would be good casting, actually. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, hey, Marvel, if you're <laughs> Marvel, Disney, you know yeah. where I'm at. Sony, yeah. Sony, uh, thumbs up. Um, but uh, they want to be a part of that universe so bad. They want that those ramifications um, to be a part of it so much. But it's to the thing that like. Disney's not even giving them the budget to CGI like uh, Avengers Tower into the skyline. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's such like a hands off, but no, this is a part of the universe. Um, whereas uh, like Agents of Shield gets that, but it's almost hampered by it. It's it's a weird uh, yin and yang relationship with that universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I kind of. I, that's why I just never got into it. Like I, I tried so many times to get Agents it. of Shield. Yeah, Agents of Shield. But when um, what was it? Uh, Agent Carter came along. I was I was on board. Oh yeah, that, that was like everything I wanted. Agent out Carter of the was really series. good. It was fantastic. Yeah. And I, I'll, I'll even say that the, not this current season. I think it was the last season of Agents of Shield was really good because they. The first half they did... Was uh, this the Ghost Rider one? Yeah, or they, they, did, yeah. they did Ghost Rider with the first half, and then they basically did um, Secret Empire, like a, like a, yes. a like kind of a different version of Secret Empire with the second half, where they were, you know, um, in... You know, all the agents were in this, like, basically, like, in the Matrix, um, but in their, you know, they were in these pods, but in their, you know, their, in, to them, in their reality, they were in this Hydra-controlled universe right like we're right. hydra one world war two you know and and yeah everything was hail hydra and everyone was drinking the kool-aid and everyone were instead of agents of shield they were agents of hydra and phil colson was a history teacher and all this other you know he was like there was this reality where he was never an agent of shield he was you know this this lowly high school history teacher and it was really pretty cool like that's really cool hmm. to to be able to have that option to kind of like do these um these arcs that you're never going to see in the actual movie series like do you remember when um 
when Marvel came out with their slate of upcoming movies and uh, they had the uh, there was fake names for certain ones. I mean, Thor Ragnarok was still called Thor Ragnarok, but it had a different kind of like Kenneth Branagh style logo before they went for this cool oh, sheer yeah. 80s thing. And one of them uh, was for for the third Captain America movie because you can't call it Civil War because that's a huge thing. Um, was they they were calling it Captain America Serpent Society. And immediately I was like, you are not going to, you, <laughs> never in a million years would you make that mistake. Uh, or, yeah. like, would would that be the choice for it? It's, um, it's cool to be able to have, like, these, um, some, some universe uh, arcs uh, that you can do where it's not necessarily, where the idea is interesting enough that you don't really have to, like you don't have to have it be Thor who's doing this. You don't have to have it be um, this other person, which mm-hmm. um, is actually um, that, that kind of thinking has got me a little anxious about uh, the Marvel film um, future that's coming up because um, we're just straight up introducing scrolls in uh, Captain Marvel. And uh, they've, they've said um, in uh, in interviews and stuff that well we're intentionally doing Captain Marvel before Avengers four because we're putting because uh, she's going to be a main member she's like literally the key to solving some of this mm-hmm. and so with um, spoilers for the handful for the two of you that probably have not seen uh, Infinity War <laughs> um, but like. Uh, essentially half of everyone dies and it makes me just a little anxious that they say oh this is very important this is going to be the key and then you're putting scrolls in there because that's literally how they kind of like wiped away the problems that happened in civil war in the comics like you're just going to have like oh my god um loki died oh um he was a scroll uh, uh <laughs> or like oh um i literally saw my wife like in my arms like turned to a- oh she was a scroll too yeah. sorry that this is how you had to find out but uh, all of them were uh like were weird uh green ditko monsters yeah so so basically anyone that they just want to get rid of or sweep under the rug they can just explain away by i mean literally sweep under the rug yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like ah oh, my my dead scroll ash wife yeah. <laughs> um, and and it makes me worry that like I want that permanence. I don't want the the mistake in movies to be to uh, if we're going to be echoing stuff that happens in the comics. I don't want them to also um, echo comics. In my opinion, greatest mistake, which is the impermanence of death. Mm-hmm. Like w- the the idea of you know we're on Jean Grey. It's number six uh, that Jean Grey, the sixth time that Jean Grey has like come back. And was like, oh, I don't remember the past two months. What? It's been three years. Yeah, you were dead, sweetheart. <laughs> um, or uh, or like the ninety seventh time that like Superman died and came back, and then there was eight of them, or like stuff like that. I I want for for um for us to kind of go into the movie going like you know I know that they will sometimes like work these out contract wise but I'm pretty sure this is Chris Evans last contract or whatever I I want mm-hmm. that anxiety and that fear and that interest in the character to continue 
to where the stakes actually feel real because mm. the moment that you start magicking away death or bringing in the possibility that like oh at any moment we could just throw a metal finger to you and say like well surprise three movies worth uh, which uh, in this in the span of these movies if you're watching them back to back to back yeah oh for the past six hours i thought so and so was this character or had passed away in real life that's i've devoted six seven years to this storyline and now you're just going to like um expo market uh, marker uh wipe it away yeah. mm-hmm. and write scrawl in its place and give me a hearty shrug <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's it, you know it, it's one of those things like i i'm i'm fascinated about the future of of this of the, the marvel franchise but at the same time I don't want to think too much about it because I've never been right in anything I've never <laughs> tried to <laughs> tried to think like oh this surely this is going to happen right and they've always uh thrown me a curveball and with the you know the the ending of Infinity War and the coming of Captain Marvel I mean I yeah I mean who knows what's going to happen I I really if this is this is definitely one of those situations where I just want to sit back and enjoy the ride because... You don't want to go with expectations because surprises right. can be amazing, but surprises can be the worst thing in the world if you went in with yeah. your laundry list. Well, well, not only that, but the, this is... You know, the, the Avengers 4 the, the, is going to be very meaningful because this is going to be the end of 10 years... Oh, yeah. ...of the, you know, them building this movie unit this cinematic universe and it's you know what they've done is just groundbreaking and 10 plus years of everyone looking around going i can't believe this is happening like i mean it's been literally with each movie you just like with wide eyes go like oh i can't believe they made an iron man movie oh i can't believe they made a captain america sequel Mm -hmm. that was or um that i would one day be saying like no i think that uh Captain America, that the third Captain America movie is the best out of the series, yeah. or to say that like like when Spider-Man showed up in Civil War, I can't believe that Spider-Man's in a full Marvel universe. Or, Even six months ago, I said that would never happen. Or it, how about I can't believe they made not one but two Ant-Man movies. Yeah. <laughs> two Ant-Man movies, and the second one was marketed as a romantic comedy. And it was actually good. Too. Yeah, I, I watched it last weekend, and I was utterly just in love with that second movie. It was so mm-hmm. fun and charming, and um, I want to watch it again because I, my my wife was out of town. So so I still really want to check it out. I just haven't had the chance to. You know, and she 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 enjoyed the first one. I mean, she I mean mm-hmm. she. Enjoy. I mean, who doesn't enjoy Paul Rudd? Yeah. For the most part, I'm sure there's someone out there who doesn't, but he's hilarious, and it's it's a great cast, and it's just one of those. You know, again, you're you're sitting there watching it, and you're like, oh my god, I'm watching an Ant Man movie. Oh hey, there's Bill Foster. There's you know. Yeah, and yeah. and it's Michael Douglas as Hank Pym. Like I mean, like things like this, like Lawrence Fishburne as Bill Foster. Like it, you're having like. There's uh, like these A-list talent, like playing like these like kind of side characters yeah. or whatever in the second Ant-Man movie. It's insane the universe we live in. I know. Yeah. yeah what is this world we live in? So, oh, man, they incorporate everybody. I actually just watched it this past weekend. 
Yeah. And I I completely love that movie. It was just a fun movie to watch. My heart is so full. <laughs> and we're also living in a weird alternate universe where uh, Batman versus Superman was like the no a Justice League movie happened and nobody cared. Like that was uh, like yeah, it came out, out. It existed. It made some money and everyone walked <laughs> away. Not with I haven't even heard anyone who's passionately negative about that film. Well, that's the thing. I think everyone saw it and cared, but cared for the wrong reasons. Oh, yeah. They cared because it was a huge disappointment. Yeah. You know, I remember, I still remember the moment I saw the first Avengers movie. I saw, I went to a midnight screening by myself, and there was like maybe a handful of other people in the theater. And when the... When the attack on New York happened, and, and that was, shot the, where the it's shot where they're like, they're, mm-hmm. people I, were screaming. I felt my, I felt a, the biggest smile on my yeah. face, and I can, I still remember that moment. And at no point during the Justice League movie did I feel that like moment of, you know, my like heart being on, full, like yeah, you know, that's that was that movie that kind of lacked that. Because there I, was no heart in that movie. Yeah. There was absolutely nothing to make you feel like like okay, here's all the gang. Right. They're about to save the day. There was no like fist pumping moment. Well, there's um, that impermanence of death thing that I was saying earlier. I mean, you essentially you start your uh, cinematic universe. You kill the main character in the second film, a uh, character who famously dies yeah. and comes back, and that funeral scene takes forever. Like you're you're sitting yeah. there, like that whole kind of ending thing. And then they had the audacity to kind of like end it right before the credits with like, oh, did the dirt move? Right, the and ground, then, yeah. um, and then you spend like an hour and a half of this Justice League movie with them saying, should we bring back Superman? And they don't put him in the posters <laughs> because you're supposed to be surprised somehow. Well, like then, it's, and then, but yet you know it's Justice League. Yeah, has Superman. Well, then, it's Justice League. I bought the hat that has the like the just the Superman logo on it. it says Justice League <laughs> oh, on the oh, collar, oh, oh. and you're telling me he's not in this film. You know, and then uh, you know Superman busts out of his uh, coffin, and, and people are like, "Why did we bury him shirtless?" <laughs> that's a great no because technically because uh when they when they bury you how hilarious would this be okay so so follow follow me with this uh when you bury someone they put the the blanket like up to your uh to your waist you cross yeah. your hands you're wearing the top half of a suit you're not probably wearing the bottoms if he had busted through first of all i was mad he didn't have the mullet uh but if he had because <laughs> i wanted it so bad but if he had uh, and they CG died out the mustache. Mm-hmm. So let's assume in this alternate universe that what happened was Superman burst out of this grave, shows up at um, at his old farmhouse, mustache, mullet, top of a suit, no pants, just floating <laughs> over this cornfield. That's what that film should have been. Five stars well, for me. He and probably, he <laughs> probably would have looked like he belonged on the farm. Yeah, they would have been like, oh, yeah. Mullet, there's you know, a big mustache, no shirt. I mean, all he would have needed was like a can of beer and a lip full of snuff or something, you know, or yeah. a little bit of chaw. That would have been, the fact that he was flying would have been the least alarming thing about <laughs> Well, you know, and, and the other, and not to get into this whole thing about comparing Avengers versus Justice League. No, but, of course. But um, you know, the other thing that really struck me is the final, where the final battle took place. So in the Avengers, the attack on New York City, it was New York City. Yeah. It was where the Avengers live and breathe, and it was, you know, they were not only were they fighting the Chitari, but they were saving civilians. Yeah. In Justice League, the aliens 
come the the, the parademons show up at this like this basically deserted uh, like Romanian village or something. Somewhere oh, they go out of their way like to point like out the, the that Czech it's Czech Republic yeah. or something, yeah. where there's like literally there's like one family that like the Flash oh, and we see them all the time. Like yeah. we keep cutting back to like the oh, don't, like are, these people are in peril. Are they going to be saved? At that yeah. point, I'm not quite sure because I haven't really <laughs> seen like a lot of demonstration of like people but, saving in this film. Yeah, well, that's yeah. A, that's the thing. It's like we want to see the heroes being heroes, not just busting up aliens, but like saving people. And and, and you want to see the people be in awe of what's happening. And, you know, we saw that so many times in the Avengers, we barely saw it at all in Justice League. Well, even in Wonder Woman, they had that. In Wonder Woman, there was like a lot of stuff where like post-battle, where she would be in the village and like just hang out with like like talking to children. Mm-hmm. I mean, just mm-hmm. nice little things like that to where it's like this is what the heroism is. We lose focus on like we uh, we do everything that we can to make like the most wanton destruction possible on this 3D IMAX screen, mm-hmm. and we forget that like um, that like in the 80s we would have posters. Uh, in school that had Superman walking with kids saying like, Hey, don't be racist. This is America. <laughs> because, yeah. cause they were, cause they were heroes. Heroes meant more than like, don't worry. Um, this train was going to crash, but I punched it super hard. And so, uh, so it's not going to crash anymore. Yes. I destroyed half the train, but the entire train would have been destroyed if I had not punched it. Um, and so now I'm going to fly away and not talk to anybody because I'm sure there's a liability suit here. Yeah. Uh, there's like, you miss those moments, and that's something like that the, works. Like the human moments. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, was what was more heart-fulfilling than in Spider-Man Homecoming when they're in gym class and they like wheel out like this rickety TV oh, set, yeah. and it's just Captain America doing like the you know calisthenics and exercise are right. important. The like it, that's yeah, yeah, the public service announcement stuff. Like that's that's what that should be. That like this is. You felt like in the Avengers in that fight that this was a world and and uh, and they cared for um, they cared for New York. New York cared for them. Mm-hmm. They're still they're seen as heroes and not just gods or people with powers that are just kind of mm-hmm. doing what's what's in their hearts at the moment. It, mm-hmm. it was like a it feels like a greater good sort of thing. It's yeah. yeah. Ugh. Sigh. <laughs> Maybe the Justice League problem is more of like it came after the Avengers. Like that it could be that they're trying to a big problem with that universe was well, that catch up. I think like them it, thinking they had to. I think it's just more of like we we saw the Avengers and that was the first movie of its kind. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is surprising, but yeah. yeah. Like I'm still kinda like amazed that they actually pulled it off the way they did. Back to that conversation <laughs> of like the what universe we're we living in to where we're <laughs> we're having these conversations. <laughs> yeah, really. But then Justice League comes in and they I think they kind of figured, well, we're Justice League. We'll we can do whatever we want to do. Yeah. I think But they, really they they should have looked at what worked in Avengers. Yeah. And not so yeah. much emulated it, but just kinda of like, okay, this is what worked. And they even had Josh Whedon come in and be like, okay, yeah. we need to, you know, do it's some stuff. That you walk away from that learning the wrong lessons. I think they, they were they were counting on 
their brand recognition too much. They're like, yeah. oh, people are going to love this because it's Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. And, yeah. And, yeah. and the, the story We've was been around like forever. Second. We don't have to build this up. Yeah, like, we don't need to have a great story because we've got great characters. But really, you should have looked at what the competition did. Right. And maybe took, like, those those one moments. Like, we all talk about that, and it still kind of gives you goosebumps. Like, seeing, you know, mm-hmm. the Avengers and that camera just turning. Yes, even that, doing like him thing. saying that, me think about it, they give me, like, a little bit of, like, a yeah. second reactionary goosebumps. Because like, like, oh, that man. score plays, like, that happens, yeah. it feels, no, I, and I, they work together. I it's, pretty much want to go home right now and watch it. <laughs> rewatch it. <Exactly. laughs> Uh, but but there was not yeah. that moment in Justice League. No, there there really wasn't. There, like that's, yeah, like I said, there was just there was no defining moment of that movie. But I, I think you may have hit the uh, both of you may have hit the nail on the head right there, which is that. Um, so so you end up with DC who believes that like well we don't need to necessarily set up these characters because everyone knows that was the thing that Marvel had working against them that they used to their detriment was like. Um, or, or I mean, not to their detriment, but like to their success, um, was that they had to make you care about these characters. Mm-hmm. Nobody is going to give a shit about Iron Man. I mean, like off of the like, I heard that Black Sabbath song, awesome. Like uh, there, but other than that, like the average person on the street doesn't care, uh, didn't care before that. So then you make a film that's about a character that even if they weren't blowing, like even if the movie was just Tony Stark learns a lesson and he never like puts on the armor, that that would have been fun as a character. The actors are working. And uh, the thing that completely blows my mind, like absolutely blows my mind, is in conventions and uh, and talking with kids and stuff like that, when you talk about these two companies... And someone talks about DC. They say Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. They say they say these superhero names, right? When you talk to a Marvel fan, what do they say? Tony, Steve, mm. like mm-hmm. they yeah. they're it's first name basis. It's personal. It's it's not like oh um it's not oh my God Foo Fighters. It's Dave Grohl. Right. It's that it's that idea of you have. Like a connection, you feel like you have a connection with these people because you see them as people and not like these kind of like. Mm-hmm. It's that absolutely like that. That's the thing that sticks with me the most is just it's a weird little detail, but the fact that like uh, these Marvel fans who didn't necessarily grow up reading the comics, they didn't watch the cartoons and stuff, they just saw the Robert Downey Jr. movie and fell in love and followed that series, that they will like uh, when. Um, when when Bucky was injured, like I heard like a fourteen year old girl go, Bucky, no, Steve, like the, the first name, like and they and they feel that connection. My sister saw Infinity War, knowing nothing going in, and left that movie crushed, and was like, well, what about Tony? Uh, what about Bruce? Like first name, mm-hmm. honest emotional connection. That's yeah. that's the difference between these two right now. Yeah. Yeah, I would totally agree. Mm-hmm. So we're um, we're running uh, running short on time, so I think it's oh, we're shoot, probably yeah. good to uh, good to stop there. But uh, excellent uh, excellent conversation, you guys. I knew you were excellent the, for you guys. The uh, right uh, the right guys to to pick for this mission. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, 
yeah, so we're going to go ahead and uh, close this episode out. Uh, Jeremiah, thanks again for, for being here. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. We'll definitely. Yeah. Uh, like thanks for have, having me. Yeah, I would lo- love to have you back. I'd love to be back. Excellent. Sean, thanks for being here. <laughs> love to have you back sometimes, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, thank you for coming. Please come back. It was lovely. Uh, Sean, hi. Anyway. (laughs) That's all right. I respect you. I'm glad I met you today. You're a good guy. I'm glad I met you too. Thank you. You guys, you're handshaking. That's two episodes in a row. Yes. And thumbs up. Oh yeah, should, should we do like the the classic like uh, team up book where like we're both um, somehow like they're shaking with the 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 opposite hand, but because they're oh, turning yeah. and thumbs upping up front, oh. but they somehow have drawn it in such a way that looks like a real handshake. So someone's hand has like broken and flipped sideways so that they can do this handshake and thumbs up on the cover. Not not awkward at all. No, just interlace your fingers, Batman, Superman. <laughs> All right. Well, so uh, this has been episode 293 of the Comic Book Pit. I'm Dan. I'm Sean. I'm Jeremiah. And we will see you next time.